Welcome to the Green Phoenix's Mylar, my look at recovery. This is a podcast that will be focusing on mental health, understanding recovery, and restoring a voice to those who it has been taken from. One of the most common phrases that I tell people is that everyone has mental health. Now, this can be confusing for a lot of people because mental health and mental illness are used interchangeably so often that people think that they're the same thing, but the reality is that they're actually not. They're two sides of the same coin, but they're actually two separate things. Just like we have our physical health and we have physical illness, and we don't use those interchangeably, we shouldn't be doing this with mental health and mental illness, in part because it only reinforces that stigma. And so today, I wanted to just take a little bit of time to try to explain the difference between mental health, which matters, because everybody needs to take care of their mental health and not be afraid to reach out when they need help. So, while we're, how am I going to do this? Because I want to make sure that I get it right, first of all. And I, it took me a while. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. It really kind of took me a while to, to figure out how am I going to answer this? Because I've been asked on more than one occasion how I define mental health. And it was kind of hard for me to answer because I'd never really thought about it exactly because like with physical health I've never really thought about how do I define being physically healthy and I guess it's important that we define these things because if we don't have a definition how are we going to know if we are healthy right and so after I thought about it for a while the best thing that I could come up with for myself was that mental health includes all of your thoughts and your emotions and your social wellness It's part of your whole health because we are not just one part. We are made up of different parts. So just like it's important for us to take care of our physical bodies and it's important for us to take care of our spiritual side of our our life, it's also important to take care of and maintain our mental health. And like I said earlier, a lot of people use the terms mental health and mental illness interchangeably. And I wanted to find a way to help differentiate that. So I went to the CDC's website. For those of you who aren't familiar, the CDC is the Center for Disease Control. And given in this world of COVID, I'm fairly confident most people have at least heard of the Center for Disease Control. Their website defines mental illness as a condition that affects a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. And then they go on to explain that although the terms are often used interchangeably, poor mental health and mental illness are not the same things. A person can experience poor mental health and not be diagnosed with a mental illness. This is important. 
Because I think all too often people are going through life and they're struggling with their mental health, but they don't want to reach out and ask for help because they're so afraid that they're going to get labeled with a mental illness. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. There's nothing to fear with a mental illness any more than there's to fear with physical illness, but I get it. And that stigma surrounding it is horrible. And part of the reason I want to talk about this stuff is so that we can get past that stigma. But more importantly, even if you have that fear, it's important to realize that going to talk to a counselor or a therapist is not a bad thing. It's actually a really healthy thing. And truthfully, I would encourage anybody and everybody to consider it. Maybe you're just having a really stressful time at your job and you need someone to kind of help you figure out a way to cope with stress. Let's face it, we're living through a pandemic. That's pretty stressful for everybody. And the isolation that we've been forced to endure for over a year is not healthy either. Now, thankfully, things are finally starting to open back up, and that's great. And I am beyond thankful for that. But it's still got to be difficult to process everything, especially with all the information that's out there with the vaccine and with the numbers still out there. And is it safe to go out into the world? Whatever. It's a lot to process. So why not reach out and find someone that you can talk to? Find someone that is trained to help you through this stuff. Because your mental health matters. So again, let, let, let's look at this. That stigma that is associated with mental illness has really been magnified by the media and the way that the media portrays mental illness. Look at the popular TV and movies and all too often the villain, especially if they're a serial killer, mass murderer, or whatever, are typically people that are dealing with, that have been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Or bipolar. Or multiple personality disorder. And they portray these people as these dangerous villains that need to be feared. That's not the reality. The reality of it is that someone that is diagnosed with a severe mental illness is actually four times more likely to be the victim of a violent crime than they are to be the perpetrator. Let me repeat that. Someone who is diagnosed with a significant mental illness, like schizophrenia, is far more likely to be the victim of a violent crime as opposed to the perpetrator. And yet anytime we see a mass shooting, inevitably, if it is a white male shooter, the first thing that comes out on the TV is that they must have some type of mental illness. We need to lock all those crazy people up because they're not safe. I'm not, 
I'm not going to get into the whole gun control issue because that's entirely separate and I have my my views on that and if you're interested I'd be happy to share them with you but I don't really want to get into it on this. Other than to say, sorry, the pup gets a little bit worked up when we talk about this stuff too because he gets it. But the point is that While I personally have no interest or desire in owning a gun, I do have an issue with people trying to tell me because I've been diagnosed with a mental health condition that I shouldn't be allowed to. And yes, I do believe that we need stricter gun control. But it has nothing to do with mental illness. It has to do with the fact that they're dangerous. And they should require licensing, they should require insurance, you know, like you do with your car. But I digress because, again, that's not what this is about. So, what is this about? It's about trying to change how people see mental illness. And it's not just a more severe mental illness either. People don't want to talk about living with depression or anxiety. And sometimes you find that people make a joke out of it. They'll make a joke out of being OCD about certain things. Or they'll make a joke about being ADD. Or my personal favorite, when they refer to the weather as being bipolar. When we do things like that, not only is it reinforcing a very negative stigma associated with mental illness, you're also hurting the people that are living with this stuff. Depending on the statistics you look at, it's either one in four or one in five adults are living with a diagnosable mental illness every year. So chances are, if you are not living with one, you at least know someone that is. And if you really stop and think about it, when you're making these jokes... You're making these jokes at other people's expense. And even if you don't know the person, you're still impacting the way that they feel about themselves. If you go back to the the first episode of this podcast, which admittedly was supposed to be the second episode, but had a little bit of a faux pas. But anyway, uh, Sticks and Stones is the one I'm referring to. And the idea that, you know, sticks and stones will never break my, may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That old nursery rhyme I was taught growing up. Words have a way of becoming your identity. Labels become part of you. They stick with you and they have a much greater impact. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there and I get so frustrated when people are making fun of mental illness or talking about it in a way that only helps perpetuate the stigma and increase the fear I have been living with a mental illness for a majority of my life and the truth is that while I do struggle 
I don't suffer. I'm not a victim. Well, the only thing I'm ever a victim of is my own stupidity, but that's beside the point. See, I I live with this every day, and I've, I'm learning to manage it. And some days I manage it better than others. And I, I plan to do another podcast later down the road, because as I'm recording this, I'm dealing with some physical health issues, too. For those of you who don't know me, which I have no idea who's going to listen to this, so if you do or you don't, uh, was diagnosed with asthma back in 2015. And at the time that I was diagnosed, it was more kind of a borderline. My lung function was still within the normal range. But I, I recognized something was wrong, and I had a doctor who got it. And she's like, yeah, you, you have exercise-induced asthma. And it's always been fairly well-maintained, no real major issues. Until last year, about a year ago, things really started to kick in. And... So recently, especially the last few weeks, I've really been struggling and I had an appointment with my pulmonologist recently and discovered that my lung function is the lowest it has ever been and is significantly lower than even when I was first diagnosed. And so I'm struggling with that and the reality of it is that the, the physical side is affecting the mental health side of things. And... You know, it's, it's just a lot all the way around. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I ended up at an urgent care one night. It was late. And even though they were addressing the physical side of things, because of the Asperger's and the PTSD, when I get over stimulated or I, there's too much sensory information going on and especially at a time when I'm feeling really vulnerable like having an asthma attack it's really hard for me to communicate and there's a, this fun little game I get to play is it asthma or is it anxiety and the problem is that the two seem to feed off of each other so that when one hits the other inevitably kicks in and it just feeds into this vicious cycle until I can get past it. And this night in question, it was late and I know they were ready to go home because by the time I was seen, it, it was close to when they were closing. And when I get like that, I have a really hard time talking. Not just because I'm short of breath, but because I get a severe stutter. And it is physically painful to speak because all the muscles in my jaw clench up. And trying to get words out hurts. So I try to. I learned that I can communicate a little bit easier using my phone. Which for whatever reason was really frustrating the nurse practitioner that night. It was not a good experience for me for a lot of different reasons. But one of the most frustrating things for me was that they weren't willing to work with me. They weren't willing to help address the physical issues because of the mental health issues. 
And maybe that wasn't their perception, but that's how it filtered through to me. And one of my biggest frustrations was I carry a card in my wallet to help explain what's going on when I can't communicate. And on the back of the card is my emergency contact number that I asked them to call. I asked them to reach out so that he could help explain what was going on. Instead, he just kept trying to scare me and, quite frankly, he was trying to bully me into going to the emergency room, which really wasn't warranted. I ended up having to sign a form telling him I, I was refusing treatment and going against medical advice so that I could go home. I said, not a good experience. Now, how, how does this relate to understanding the difference between mental health and mental illness? Because it's just like with physical health and physical illness. Sometimes you don't necessarily have a physical illness, but you're not quite physically healthy. And sometimes you're not quite mentally healthy, but it doesn't mean you have a diagnosis. But either way, you need to be treated with fairness and respect. And I can't help but wonder if when I was there, it was just the asthma issues if they would have been more open and willing to talk to me, if they didn't know that I had the diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, if they didn't know I had the diagnosis of Asperger's, which does complicate things, I'm not going to dispute that. But there is this part of me that sincerely wonders if it wasn't for those diagnoses, would they have been a little bit more patient with me? Would they have tried to help me resolve what was going on instead of trying to passed me on to the emergency room because they didn't want to take the time. Because the reality of it is there is there is a difference in the way that people are treated. Not always, but more often than not, I have experienced a, a difference once people discover that I have been diagnosed with a mental illness. All of a sudden, I'm no longer that same person that I was before. And it's really frustrating to me. And that's really part of the reason why I'm bringing all of this up. Now, see, here's the thing. Treatment options have vastly improved. Probably over the last 50 or so years. Even within the last 25 years. Even within my lifetime. They have improved. I'm not going to say that they haven't. There has been improvement and treatment options, and the way that people are treated. But the problem is, there is still so far to go. The fear and the stigma associated with mental illness and with mental health, but again, not the same thing, makes it difficult and often prevents people from reaching out to seek help because they don't want to have to deal with that stigma themselves. We all need to take care of our health, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, financial health, whatever. It's all connected to one another. But your mental health and your physical health really do work side by side. Like I said, when my asthma is flaring up, it really does perpetuate and make some of the mental health issues worse. 
Especially because I can't get out and use my normal coping skills. Like hiking or mountain biking. And I really want to get back out on my bike. I miss it. I just started taking it up a couple months ago. And I fell in love with it pretty quickly. And I was a little slow because it took a while to build up the stamina to get out there. And now, I haven't been out there for two weeks and it's killing me because I want to get out there so badly but I know that I can't physically handle it and it really is taking a hit on my mental health you know it can be really difficult when you're fighting a battle inside your own head and there can there are times when it's hard to reach out because you don't want to burden other people Even people that you trust, even people that you know care about you. Because I'm lucky, and I know that I'm lucky, because I've got an amazing support system right now. I have people in my life who genuinely care about me. People that want me to reach out and talk to them when I need somebody. That are there for me when I need somebody. That night, when I was at the urgent care... I could have probably driven myself home, but not safely. And so even though it was late, they came and got me and brought me home so that I could get home safely. That's an amazing thing to have. And the truth is that hasn't always been the case in my life. I haven't always really had much of a support system. And so still trying to navigate and understand how to use one. And part of the problem is that even for people who have people in their lives that love them and care about them, because of that stigma, they may not feel comfortable reaching out to people that they know care about them when it comes to their mental health. Because they don't want to be seen differently and they don't want to be treated differently. I don't shy away from it. I don't try to hide the fact that I live with a mental illness. Now, on the flip side of that, I don't go walking around with a badge around my neck saying, Hey, look at me. I'm living with Asperger's and post-traumatic stress disorder and God only knows what else because I'm pretty sure if I go get evaluated again, they'll come up with another diagnosis called just about everything in the book. Pretty sure next time it'll be something to do with my prostate. And yes, for those of you who are wondering, I am fully aware that I don't have one. That's kind of the point. It's time that we normalize treatment for all mental health, not just mental illness. To make going to see a therapist or a counselor on a regular basis no different than seeking care from your primary care physician for a regular checkup. Not just because you're sick. Just to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. Just to check in. The reality of it is early intervention can help for both physical and mental health. Seeking help for your mental well-being needs to be encouraged and celebrated. And my, my greatest hope, my greatest hope with all of this, with everything that I am doing, 
is that we can start creating a paradigm shift in how we view mental health. Not just mental illness, but mental health. But yeah, mental illness too. So that when people come to you and they tell you that they're struggling with something, and I don't even mean a diagnosable mental illness, and I truly believe that not all depression is clinical depression, you know, and that's and there is a difference. Just like with anxiety, I don't think all anxiety necessarily means you have an anxiety disorder, but we all experience anxiety. We all experience depression. And it would be great if we can find a way to create this paradigm shift where it becomes normal and natural for you to turn to the people that you care about when you're going through a rough time and instead of being afraid of getting shunned dismissed, told to suck it up, or some of the other toxic positive things that people put out there. Like, oh, why are you upset? You don't have any reason to be upset. So-and-so has it so much worse than you. That's not a big deal. What's the problem with you? And instead are met with a little bit of compassion, a little bit of understanding, Instead of the fear and shame that is so often associated with mental illness. It's far past the time where we can openly discuss things like this. Where we can openly discuss our mental health. Where we can openly talk about living with a mental illness. Living in recovery. And truthfully, it's well past time where we bring out things like suicide from the shadows and whispered in hushed tones and bring them into the light and make it so that people feel comfortable to come to you and talk about these things. Because if we can talk about them, we can help prevent some of this stuff from happening. All right. Hopefully this will come out okay. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm learning. So thank you for taking the time to join me today. As always, I am open to feedback, questions, even just a howdy. And if you have any interest in participating in a future episode or you have some topics you'd like to discuss... Shoot me an email. The information should be in the description of this episode, as well as every episode. In the meantime, have a great day.